Welcome to Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York's SML Planning Minute, where we share concise and thought-provoking financial ideas for individuals, families, and business owners. Security Mutual, the company that cares. Hello, this is Bill Rinaldi with another edition of Security Mutual's SML Planning Minute. In today's episode, why should 401k plan sponsors start tracking part-time employees' hours with special guest Armando Testani. Armando Testani is a friend of the program, and he is a retirement services consultant at Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York. Uh, Welcome to the program, Armando. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you having me on. Well, it's great to be here. I I know uh, a lot of talk has been about the tax changes that took place effective January 1st, 2021, but you also have one that might have gone unnoticed by a lot of people, and that concerns uh, 401k plans and uh, the coverage that now comes or will be coming for part-time employees. Right, yeah. Back in 2019, we had the passage of the SECURE Act. Uh, It was December of 2019. And in that, there was a little-known provision that you didn't really see a lot of people talking about. Uh, and that's affecting 401k plan sponsors and how they should start tracking part-time employees' hours now for a change that's coming in place in, uh, I want to say, 2024. Yeah, January 1st, 2024 is going into effect. Now, what happened is the SECURE Act, it amended the IRS code to prohibit 401k plans from excluding long-term part-time employees who complete at least 500 hours of service for three consecutive years, and they're at least 21 years old at the end of those three years. Now, if people aren't familiar with it, in 401k plans, you're able to exclude part-time employees. Anybody who worked under 1,000 hours, well, that's actually the old rule. Now, starting this year, January 1st of 2021, uh, there's kind of like a a three-year wait period where employers are now going to have to track all part-time employees. And what I mean by part-time employees is, like I said, anybody who works under 1,000 hours a year, that's considered a part-time employee. So going forward until 2024, if you have part-time employees, it's important to track how much they work uh, every year to to make sure that they're going to be included in the 401k plan come 2024. Now, employers don't have to make contributions on their behalf. But what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to allow all of those part-time employees to defer into any 401k plan they put into place. So while it's not going to necessarily cost extra for the owners, they're going to give that permission, in essence, to their employees to defer into 401k plans out of their own pocket. So it's not going to cost owners anything else, except maybe some um, timekeeping, I guess you could say, for tracking the employees' hours. But what it's going to do is it's going to allow all part-time employees the opportunity to now defer their own money into a 401k plan if they so choose. Now, they're not required to, but this just allows them to have that opportunity to defer into any 401k plan that an employer might have in place. So it's important to, to start tracking that this year because it went into effect in January 1st of this year. Uh, Armando, I was going to ask you about that because... Uh... It seems odd that the uh, onus starts on the employer now in 2021 for a provision that's not really taking effect until 2024. And I'm wondering why they they did that. 
Well, they did it so plan sponsors will be able to meet the requirements when it comes to 2024. They're kind of giving them that cushion that, you know, people have to be there for three years part-time before they're eligible to contribute into the plan. It doesn't mean it's just these three years, 2021 to 2024, but any three years. So if somebody's hired in 2025, they're not going to be eligible until 2028. But if there is a long-term employee who is part-time and they've been there that minimum of three years, now they're going to be included in that plan. So it's kind of a little bit of a cushion. And I guess you could say a little bit of a protection for the ownership. So that's how come you have to start tracking it now, just to make sure in three years, if somebody does become eligible, when that rule takes place on January 1st, 2024, they will then become an eligible participant, or actually they'll become allowed to become a participant in the plan. The owners don't have to give anything to them. It's just they're going to allow those employees to defer if they choose so. Uh, Part-time employees are usually on the lower end of the salary scale, and many times you're not going to have them deferring money into a 401k plan when they're only working part-time. Right. Well, I mean, even a part-time employee, particularly if they have other sources of income, they're going to have taxable income. And you say deferral. Basically, if they take some of the money out of their salary and it goes into the 401k plan, that's going to save them some money in, in income taxes, even for a part-time employee, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, who knows what the deferral rate is going to be in 2024. Right now, for any employee who participates in a 401k plan, they can defer 19500 into that 401k plan. And if they're over age 50, they have what we call a catch-up deferral which allows them to defer another 6500 into that 401k plan. So people over age 50, they can defer $26,000 into a 401k plan if, if they want. And like you said, if they're working part-time, but they have other sources of income, they could take all of that part-time income and defer all of it if they want. Uh, it gives them that opportunity. And it gives them a little bit of self-control as well, because with defined contribution plans like 401k plans, they're participant-directed. So the participant can decide what they want to invest their money in. So sure, it still allows people to save money without a doubt. They're allowing their employee to defer their own money, but the employer, they're not incurring any additional cost by doing it. Right. And if the investment returns on their money don't work out because they made a poor selection or an unfortunate selection of uh, investment options, that's on the employee, right? It's not on the employer as it would be for a traditional pension plan. Correct. Absolutely. 100%. It's participant directed. So it's whatever you choose to put your money into. So if you choose poorly, as you say, you can't hold your employer responsible for that. That's on you. That's not on the, the onus right. is not placed on the employer. Like with, like you mentioned, a, a defined benefit plan where the trustee then picks what they're going to invest in. In a 401k plan, and profit-sharing plans, which are similar, it's participant-directed. I participate in a 401k plan through work. I choose what my money goes into. The person who sits next to me at the desk next to me, they choose what their money goes into. I could do better than them, or they could perform better than me because I get to choose what I'm investing my money into. And that's what's going to happen with all 401k plans. Right. And that, and that also explains why uh, in recent years, 401ks have become more popular than your, your traditional pension plan just because there's less liability on the employer's end as well. Oh, absolutely. Less liability for the owner, 
Uh, oftentimes, it's uh, cheaper on the owner as well for not just administration fees, but the amount of money they're putting in. You know, if you have uh, an owner who's got 10 employees in a 401k plan, they could do something with, that we call a safe harbor 401k, where they're just giving 3% to all of their employees and allowing everybody to defer the maximum. Uh, in a defined benefit plan, instead of giving 3%, I mean, they could be putting thousands and thousands of dollars away into a defined benefit plan. And now the onus is on them because they have to make sure that defined benefit plan is performing because if it's underperforming, well, then they got to put more money in. With a 401k plan, hey, you get to choose your investments and the onus is on you. So it relieves some of that pressure from the owners, like you're saying. Right. And now, now we're not really getting into the issue of whether the employer is matching a percentage of the contribution or not. Uh, but theoretically, I, I would think that in certain types of plans, uh, the employer would match a portion of or all of the money that the part-time employee puts into the plan. Is, is that true? Yes. There are provisions in 401k plans uh, that they're called matching 401k plans. Like you said, they will match a percentage of uh, contribution made by the employee. Uh, some of them are a 2% match where they will match 100% of that 2% that's uh, deferred into a 401k plan. There's other types of uh, matching plans that we call matching safe harbors, where on average owners may match up to 4% of an employee's deferral. But the employee actually has to defer into the plan in order for the employer to match that. If they're not deferring, the employer doesn't have to put anything in for them. But if they do have a matching 401k plan, you know that's an added benefit. Uh, and it's also it's also something that's nice. It incentivizes the employees to contribute on their own behalf because they're saying, hey, if you put in money, we'll match up to a certain amount. So in essence, it's free money. Yes, I'm putting away money for myself, but now my employer is matching a certain amount. So I'm getting even more than I was before. So it's a nice little benefit yeah. uh, provided by employers. And, and just to give that little boost to the employees and incentivize them to contribute to the plan. Right. Now, if, if the employer contributes uh, because of the what's called the vesting schedule, which you mentioned earlier, the employee doesn't necessarily get access to that money that the employer puts in until a certain period is reached, correct? Correct. They do have different types of vesting schedules depending on the type of plan. Um, you have a three-year vesting, some have five years, some have six-year. Uh, if it's a safe harbor, though, if it's a safe harbor match, the investing is immediate. So it depends on the type of 401k plan. Uh, most 401k plans aren't safe harbor, but those that are have immediate vesting. So as soon as that first dollar goes in by the owner, it's the employees. But lots of uh, 401k plans, you'll see they'll have a five-year or even six-year vesting schedule. So they'll receive only a certain amount if they were to leave the plan in year three, four, or five, and they won't get that 100% until year five or six. So that kind of also uh, helps ensure that the employees will remain there so they can get all of their money when they leave. That's very interesting. Uh, you know, Armando, I, I did want to ask you, uh, if you do the math, I mean, looking at the way this, and this is something that's always intrigued me, uh, if you work a thousand hours a year and you do the math, well, if you're working 50 weeks per year at 40 hours per week, that's 2,000 hours. 
I would think that would be considered uh, full-time employment. But the way the government defines it, it's only a thousand hours, which to me is the equivalent of working six months out of the year. Am I missing right. something here? Nope, you're absolutely on point. The government, um, the IRS and the Department of Labor have determined that anybody who works more than a thousand hours is considered a full-time employee. So they could they could work a full year, but minimum of 20 hours a week. If they work those 20 hours a week, they're considered a full-time employee. And working it back now to be considered a, a part-time employee that's covered under this provision, that's 500 hours a year. That's the equivalent of 10 hours per week with two weeks off, right? Yeah. Yep. You've got it. Wow. I understand it. Um, Armando, it seems to me that for a lot of people, the 401k is really the only form of savings that they have. And that's one thing that really makes 401ks run, I think, is that if they don't get the money taken out of their paycheck directly, they're not going to save any money otherwise. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, Bill. I agree with you 100%. You know, there's a lot of good 401k plans out there. And it's really good for employees to, to contribute on their behalf so they have something when it comes to retirement. Because let's be honest, 401k plans are the most common types of retirement plans out there. Uh, and what better way than ha- letting the employee put money away for themselves and also get to direct where their money is invested? It's giving them also that sense of empowerment, saying, this is my money and I'm choosing where I'm getting to invest it in. And hopefully, you know, uh, with a little bit of guidance, a lot of people will invest properly to ensure that they're going to have even more money when they, they retire. So 401k plans are very important, not just for employers, but for employees as well, because uh, it's the most common type of plan and it puts the power into the employee's hands and it gives them that motivation to contribute to the plan uh, and to save for themselves because ultimately, I mean, you can only rely on yourself at the end of the day. So what better way to do that than invest your own money? Right. Fantastic. Well, listen, Armando, I think this has been great. I want to thank you for your time. And I think this is uh, a great topic for us to discuss. And uh, I think even part-time employees are eventually going to have the opportunity to participate in a 401k plan. And I think that could be worth it, particularly if there's an employer match. Absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, and also, thanks for having me on, Bill. But but to, to expound on what you're saying, it is going to be a good opportunity for uh, part-time employees going forward. Uh, it does open up the availability for them to actually put a little money away and save for themselves if they choose to, where they don't have that option as of today. Um, they will have that option starting January 1st, 2024. And it's a, it's a good option. It'll help people. And, you know, there are people out there who want to, to save, but they can't currently due to the current rules. And it's a good change. And that was something that was, um, you know, welcomed definitely in the SECURE Act. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. And I know, uh, you know, a lot of other people are looking forward to it as well. Well, thanks for joining us today, Armando. This has been great. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, anytime, I'll be more than happy to chat about retirement plans. And I look forward to, to talking about it more in the future as well. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Thank you. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, the company that cares. The content provided is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Information is provided in good faith. 
However, the company makes no representation or warranty of any kind regarding the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of the information. To help reach your goals, you need a skilled professional by your side. Contact your local Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor today. As part of the planning process, he or she will coordinate with your other advisors as needed to help you achieve your financial goals and objectives. For more information, visit us at smlny.com smlpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends about it. And be sure to give us a five-star review. And check us out on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. The applicability of any strategy discussed is dependent upon the particular facts and circumstances. Results may vary, and products and services discussed may not be appropriate for all situations. Each person's needs, objectives, and financial circumstances are different and must be reviewed and analyzed independently. We encourage individuals to seek personalized advice from a qualified Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor regarding their personal needs, objectives, and financial circumstances. Insurance products are issued by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, Binghamton, New York. Product availability and features may vary by state.